Welcome to Coach B Daily. I'm Coach B Moore. In this podcast, I like to share information that will help us achieve our health, athletic performance, and body goals more efficiently. That, of course, means we get more done with less effort. Uh, today, we'll talk about uh, something that I use pretty much every day, which is my smoothie bar. And I'll show you how to put yours together so that you can fill yourself with incredible nutrition every morning pretty easily. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to Coach B Daily on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can send me your questions and feedback. I'm at Coach B Moore, C-O-A-C-H-B-E-M-O-O-R-E on Instagram and Twitter. Also, this podcast is an offering of eatingforabs.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash eatingforabs or learn how to work with me direct by visiting eatingforabs.com. Okay, folks, I deal with athletes, stay-at-home moms, corporate CEOs, uh, you name it, people who, just like you, want to do better, want to achieve, like I said, their best body or their best athletic performance. You may have a goal to you know, do some type of great athletic event. Um, for me, one of the ones that I've done over and over again were uh, go ruck challenges, which I find to be a lot of fun. People do triathlons and marathons and century bike rides and things like that. Uh, run their first 5K or just walk every day. Who doesn't want to look their best and feel their best? I mean, that's a huge deal is how do you feel, which I don't think we talk about enough. There's so much sense sensationalized talk on the internet and social media, especially about how you look, but we don't really talk about how we feel. I've had clients who've lost 50 pounds. How do you think they felt? You don't even realize how good you can feel if you're so used to feeling like crap and that becomes the normal. So one of the things among other that I deal with. Of course, we deal with rest and recovery and hydration, all that kind of stuff. But a big part of what we talk about is what to eat. There's such a lack of information. Uh, it's not in the school system. The uh, FDA, is their list is for the, the basic minimums just to stay alive. But who's trying to just stay alive? One of the big deals is that we're operating with so little information most of the time. And that's just what to eat. We haven't even touched on how to eat when to eat, in what proportions. And that's some of the stuff I want to share in this podcast, in this forum, and I'd love to hear your questions. So when I'm really all the way on it, or when I'm helping someone to get all the way on it, like for example, there's a guy now uh, who is in his 20s that I'm working with, who played high school football, and he showed up a few months ago and he said, Coach, I really want to give a shot at playing college and I don't want to miss my horizon or I want to play semi-pro. I really want to just, I don't want to have this regret. So he walked in and uh, he said, I'm willing to do the work, which of course is my big deal. And um, I'm willing to hold you accountable. I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to provide the correct knowledge. He walked in the door at 293 pounds. And today I got a note from him that I'd love to read if I can pull it up. But the gist is he today jumped on the scale, which is something we don't do regular. We kind of steer clear of the scale for a while. And he's 258 pounds. This was within the last three months we've been working together. Uh, Coach, I came in at 258 this morning. Thanks for everything, man. 
It feels great to set a goal and finally be able to reach out and touch it. You've changed my life forever. That's fantastic. And, that, and that's, that feels really good on my part. One of the things that um, we had to change for that guy, and, and, and one of the first things, it's not the same for everybody, but one of the things we'll eventually get to is how to eat and, and what frequency. We move people typically away from the three meal a day paradigm. And and there's a there's a image around somewhere. I have it on my phone somewhere that shows how hobbits eat like from Lord of the Rings, the hobbits. And they have like breakfast and second breakfast and elevensies and lunch and supper and dinner. They eat all day. And that's pretty much how we eat. We we get away from the, the, the eat three meals a day or some people. Some of you are skipping breakfast and only eating twice a day if you eat it all. And you, and you think you're eating less and therefore I should be smaller. But it, it doesn't work that way. Again, we're back to proper information and real knowledge and how does the science work. And so we move to a four or five meal a day paradigm. Now to the point, my breakfast every day, it's pretty simple. I go, I probably vacillate between two or three different breakfasts, period. And underneath each of those, there might be, you know, slight variations that I'll do depending on what I'm doing that morning. But I don't miss breakfast. Breakfast is guaranteed. I wake up. Within 30 minutes, I'm eating breakfast, and it's going to be a protein-rich breakfast. One of the standard breakfasts that I eat is going to be a smoothie. It's not every day, but often enough, I'm eating smoothies because I know that I, I can make it delicious. I can make it easy to digest. It doesn't interfere with my morning reading or my morning writing or my morning calls. I can be drinking breakfast and make sure that I'm getting everything I need um, that it's going to keep me in line with my goals. So today I want to talk about and give you a little guidance on how to build your smoothie bar at home. I've made enough mistakes that you can avoid some and maybe you uh, can take something away that'll be really helpful. So grab a pen and paper or be prepared to rewind this so that you can make notes. Okay. First, let's start with equipment. What's needed? First and foremost, a blender, right? Now, I've screwed up the blender thing. I've gone through so many blenders and wasted so much money before I finally just did what I should have done in the beginning. I have a Vitamix. And if you don't have a Vitamix, I'm not telling you you have to have a Vitamix. I'm telling you, though, that I have developed the mentality that says the Vitamix is almost as important in my kitchen as my chef's knife and maybe my pans. Because I can do so much with it. It's it's one of the essentials of my kitchen. Now, I didn't get my Vitamix initially because I kept bouncing off of the price point. The price point was hundreds of dollars. And I wasn't ready to do that. And I didn't value it because I had never experienced it. And it wasn't until I'd experienced it for a significant time that I realized that this thing is more than a blender. I've had the Sunbeam $20 blender and I've burned through those things time and again. So that's $20 a pop that I've wasted. Then I went to, uh, you know, the next levels up. I've had the Ninja and the Ninja was definitely a step up. It was, you know, a thousand watt performance, which is fantastic. And I used that for a while and it was definitely a step up over regular blenders. But even then I found that for the amount of vegetables I was putting into my, uh, into my smoothies, I would still always get a, a, a still a solid piece in there. I'd still get like if it was spinach, I would still end up with spinach particles on my tongue. So it works great as a blender. But when I'm going beyond blender and you're making food and meals in the thing, the Vitamix 
to me is the one that reigns supreme. And let me say, I know a lot of you may have the Nutribullet or the whatever the other bullet is called. I've never had that, so I can't really speak on it. And if you're happy with it, then I'm happy with it. I know some people, uh, you know, travel with theirs. I have a student, uh, Erica, hey, Erica, who uh, works remotely. She's a physician. She's often on remote assignments, and she often would travel with her Nutriblender. I think that's what it's called, Nutra, whatever it's called, the bullet, Nutribullet, right, uh, because it's smaller and it travels well. So that's cool. If that works for you, that works for you. Um, next, under equipment, I have freezer bags. I keep freezer bags like the gallon freezer bags in the house. They get a lot of use from me. Uh, I reuse them because I'm kind of sensitive to plastic use. I don't want to just be frivolously using plastic and tossing it. So I use them to store veggies, to store um, fruit. And I often freeze my fruit because, of course, if you're buying fresh, sometimes if I'm not using it fast enough or if I go on travel, stuff spoils and I'm not for wasting food. So I will freeze things. Um especially in the summertime when things are in uh, season, I'll often over-purchase and then freeze stuff. So I have things through the seasons when berries are off-season or when kale is out of season and I bought local at my farmer's market. I want to keep the freshest stuff available. And then also a coffee or teapot and some type of uh, vessel to create iced coffee or uh, iced tea. And I, I have a a couple... What do we call these? Like pictures, I guess, that I, that I got from Costco. I don't remember the name, but they're really great for creating from tea leaves and from actual coffee, creating iced coffee and creating tea leaves. So these are all things that I actually have in my house. Um, next category is liquids. What liquid base should you be using for your smoothies? Water is a great one. And for me, uh, I'll tell you how to assemble everything later, but just, let's just go through the list. Water, of course. Iced green tea is another of my favorites, uh, iced black coffee, and then non-dairy milk, uh, unsweetened, of course. So I often go for the uh, almond milk or almond coconut combination, unsweetened. And depending on the brand, you just have to look and make sure that you're getting the unsweetened type. Next, veggies. You're going to have a smoothie. And one of the big mistakes I hear from people is they don't have all this stuff in their in their smoothies. That, you know, you're you're creating sugar water half the time, but we're going to make sure every category of your diet is going to be represented. And if you are a follower of the show, you know, we talked about macros just the other day. So you'll find that all your macros are represented in these smoothies, veggies, and my short list. It's just my repeat list. Doesn't mean this is all you can choose, but this is what works for me. Kale and spinach, period. Sometimes if I'm going really hard, uh, and I want to increase the amount of fiber in my diet, I'll add other things, sometimes celery or other stalky vegetables. But I stay away from the mealy vegetables. And I've talked to people who who do things that just don't sound great to me. Um, you know, putting broccoli in smoothies and stuff is just not something I'm down to do. It, I don't want something that's going to be so flavorful and so... Um, overbearing to be in my smoothie, even if my blender can handle it. I just don't. So uh, kale and spinach definitely work for me. And fruits. If your goal is fat loss or weight loss, stick to berries, period. Now, I know one of the common mistakes is when I say that people end up with cherries in their smoothie or with grapes in their smoothie. Here's the rule. If it doesn't end with the word berry, (laughs) 
It's not a berry. Don't do it. If your goal is fat loss, stick to berries. They're worth the calories. They're high in, in nutritional value. Um, and that's the way to go. Now, you do whatever you want. I gave you the best answer. Next category is fats. This is this is key. A lot of you are leaving this out of your smoothies, so make sure you don't. Here's a list of uh, ways to get fats into your smoothies and keep this and stock your smoothie bar at home. Uh, you want raw nuts and nut butters. So almonds and almond butter, walnuts, um, cashews, all raw. Walnuts typically are always raw, but cashews, sometimes you find roasted and almonds you find roasted. You don't want those versions. You want the raw versions. Also, in terms of your nut butters, you want to go to and lean towards the nut butters that have one ingredient in their ingredient list. If it's almond butter, guess what the ingredient should be? Almonds. Not roasted almonds, not blanched almonds, not salted almonds, just almonds. And that's another reason that sometimes it's just easier to make it at home, but you can find it. And where I find the most is, I know the Maranatha brand creates a, uh, they have a raw almond butter that is easy to get. And then also at Trader Joe's, you can find um, two, I think they have a creamy and a crunchy. That's just just almonds. That's the only ingredient. And that's it. That's what you want. Now, I'm not getting paid from any of these stores and and. Uh, maybe I should be, <laughs> but uh, I'm not getting paid from any of these brands yet. I'm just telling you what I use, and I have you know spent several years figuring out what works. So you're getting this stuff uh, by you're saving several years uh, by just doing what I'm asking you to do. Also, raw seeds goes in the in the uh, fats department. So you get uh, flax seeds are great. Uh, hemp seeds often there's a brand called Hemp Hearts that are great, and then chia seeds are fantastic as well. The next category is the protein. You definitely want to have protein in your smoothie, period. No matter what uh, Jamba Juice or any other brand tries to sell you, it's not a smoothie that's going to move you forward if it doesn't have protein in it, period. Okay, so there are several different categories, and whether you're a plant-based eater or you're an omnivore, you can go either route, and there's a few options. Uh, typically if you're plant-based, you can do hemp or pea powder. Um, then there's for, there's whey powder, there's whey protein powder, and then there's also egg white protein powder. And any of these are fine. You're going to experiment. You'll trial and error, see what you like. I personally have a bias against plant-based protein powders because they taste too earthy for me. That doesn't mean that you should be having, uh, you know, whey or egg white. It just means that's what I do. And that's my opinion. What's yours? Uh, And then the last thing, you want to have ice available. So all these things have just created, if you had this stuff in the house, you've just created your smoothie bar. And there's one more category, and that's the other category, which are things that are, you know, you can add to your smoothies just to top them off with a little flavor if you want to here and there that aren't going to really set you back. So there's cacao nibs, um, raw oats, uh, and then there's also ground coffee beans, which sometimes I just sprinkle on top, like just to throw on top. And it tastes good. What are you going to do? Now, here's how you assemble your smoothie every day. You've got categories of stuff. You've got all types of berries frozen in the fridge. Uh, You've got veggies. You've got ice. You've got different bases. So you can make it taste however you want. Here's how I assemble mine. The, the, The basic rule in assembling a smoothie is start with the softest thing first. What's the softest thing? It's the liquid. So I will put two cups of water or green ice green tea or black coffee uh in my in my container 
That's where I start. The next softest thing typically for me are the leaves, the leafy greens. So I'll do whatever kind of kale I have in the house, whatever type of spinach I have in the house. Uh, those will go in next. And I'm putting in solid three to four handfuls. I mean, that's the majority of the of the space in the container. You might be, it's going to be a lot. I'm almost going to fill it to the top. Not not packed, but just keep on filling until we've pretty much reached the top. And that stuff is so light and it and it chops down real fine anyway. So I want to make sure I'm getting a couple cups at least, you know, typically going to be three or four cups for me of veggies in, which is uh, a big part of me trying to achieve my daily target. Next, um, what are we doing? We put in the fat. So you're looking for basically a tablespoon. And my go-to really, and I've done all of this stuff, but my go-to is raw almond butter. I'll do a tablespoon of raw almond butter next on top of the um, leafy greens. And then I'll bring my fruit. And typically my go-to, I've got frozen fruit on their door on my freezer. It's raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, whatever I have found, whatever I've sourced, it's inside my freezer right now. I'll go in, I'll get, you know, about two tablespoons uh, up to a small handful of berries and put in next. And then... 30 grams of whatever protein powder I have. And this is one that, this is a, a, a part that you're going to have to work on. You have to read the label. Shout out to Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan. You got to read the labels. You have to go to the label and read the serving size. They'll say uh, for this particular protein, uh, the serving size is 20 grams of protein. And then they'll say how many scoops equals 20 grams of protein. So that might be one scoop. Or it might be two scoops if it's a plant-based protein. You got you to gotta figure it out. So if they say that one serving is 20 grams and that's one scoop, then I have to put a scoop and a half in to get 30 grams. A basic rule of thumb is 30 grams is safe for everybody. If you're trying to pack on new muscle and you've been working out doing resistance training, go ahead and go up to 40 grams for guys. Ladies, 30 grams is a safe number. Stick to it, period. Okay? So... You've got to read the label and, and interpolate how much, how many scoops of your protein powder will get you to 30 grams. And then last, I do about seven cubes of ice. And then I'll close my, my blender lid. I'll blend it until everything is homogenous. It's one deal. I'll bring the whole canister over to the table and my glass. And I'll pour it and eat. And that'll probably give me two glasses. Uh, two full glasses, which is a nice full breakfast. I got probably 40 grams of protein in. I got some healthy fat. I got at least two to three cups of veggies in. Um, sometimes my green tea, you know, I'm, I'm hitting my numbers early, first thing in the morning. And for those of you who work with me, who are in uh, either my e- Eating for Apps class or who I'm working with one-on-one via Premier Coaching, you already know you're hearing a lot of familiar stuff. And One of the things that I've always talked about and I continue to say to you over and over again is let it be easy. I mean, you can fight this thing and you can talk about how different it is from what you're currently doing or just let it be easy. I mean, if if my goal, this is a story I've told a few times. If my goal is six cups of veggies in a day, I can get that in in one meal if I let it be easy or I can wrestle with it and talk about how much of a stretch it is from what I was doing before. And, you know, I can suffer and lament, but the suffering is mental. The work isn't, you know, the work is going to, has to happen either way. You can either suffer or not suffer. So that's the deal. I hope you got something from it. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a note at Coach B. Moore 
uh, on Instagram or Twitter. If you'd like to discuss working with me, love to hear from you. You can visit eatingforabs.com. A lot of your questions will be answered there. There's tons of videos and articles and things, and it talks about the programs that I that I offer. And uh, if nothing else, subscribe to Coach B Daily, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.